Just press record. <laughs> Let's be recording. Yeah. Let's do it. Step one, yeah. be recording. Have you ever gone a whole episode and not? I went. It's, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Ahead. So uh, <laughs> we were like 60 in, um, but it took, it was, even then it was still like not really that comfortable to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Especially uh, on their turf. When you like roll into someone's yeah. place and are like. We just were always, always something was forgotten in one way or another. And. Um, so it was Dan Kleban who owns main beer company. So like an idol of mine. And it was yeah. like in his fucking Steve Jobsian office. And, uh, so we went 15 minutes, dude, without it. And I, w- but I was like, I realized it. And there was like 10 seconds where I was like, well, I think is I my, see- is the shame of bringing this up worth it? Or should I just say something happened to it after? <laughs> just not option, have the episode but i may i did it and he was like yeah whatever but it it was i've never respected noah more yeah. I don't think might, no dead serious and i might be making it up from like the story of hindsight but yeah it, my remembrance was like looking over at noah and just seeing like something's wrong <laughs> you know what i mean and then he like like reaches in finds the courage and it's like mr cleveland yeah <laughs> mr cleveland so, all right and no, mr no, cleveland right. was not said. Right. but legit like hey we the message just super easy rolled again and yep. i was like that's my fucking partner right there <laughs> that is the shit way to be honest that's courage man yep that's courage dude are we recording now we're recording courageously courageously recording that means yep. we can have a podcast mm-hmm. I'm in the mood to be slow and careful My body's ready for a mountain climb All of a sudden it will all become lovely The flower that opens in the morning light If you have ever been to the great state of Maine You have undoubtedly seen t-shirts adorned with the phrase Just a kid from Maine When I first moved here I was enamored by them. I bought one, bought a couple, and today, Liar. I swear to God. Yeah, well, no, you're not from Maine. I'm not from, no, I didn't, I bought, <laughs> so I am a liar. Yeah. I bought the Strength, and I believe it had the New Hampshire, I brought the Strength oh, okay. Stretch, okay. sweatshirt with the New Hampshire. Okay. I did, I struggled with that problem in my own <laughs> mind. My mom's from Maine, my dad's from Maine, but I, but I am not from Maine. Um, it's an incredible thing. Everybody knows it today. Catalyst for Change, Kyle Passanye. That was, that was amazing. Mm, yeah, dude. I nailed it. Amazing. You help me along. We can. We know. Yeah. yeah. But um, friend of the brewery, friend yeah. of Pete, friend of Noah. Yeah. Um, kind of longtime collaborator with pop ups and things like that. Yeah. Super excited to have you on the podcast and oh, and dive into everything that is a pretty incredible brand and I think a brand that was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah, but, for sure. Um. And uh, it's been cool for me because I I kind of we've pretty much met each other when at like the genesis stage of what we both went on to do yeah um, yeah and uh, you know it was all in at that the apartment I mentioned on here before but down the street from the homebrew shop yeah I think like probably equal it's equally kind of surprising of like here we are now um, but uh, just to because that is sort of such a um, humility rich, humility induced producing time, yeah. you know, of the figuring <laughs> yeah. it out, yeah. the figuring it out is time. I know sort of what you're trying to do went through a few different iterations. Um, so I guess first and foremost, though, like where did even just the design and, and 
clothing design, whatever term. Yeah, I guess clothing design. I mean, yeah. um, I guess I am just mean it's not like your, like most clothing. It's not like some tailor shop in, in Milan, you know, <laughs> no. but like, but right. Does designing, does designing where, um, where did even the, the genesis for you to even want to be doing that come from, especially as this, this beat, this, uh, you know meat hunk of a football player you were at that time well it's it's well it's an audio format let me tell you he's Um, handsome all right um well no there really is no it's so hilarious like what you fall into in life and Mm, yeah um it was literally you know right when we met it was i knew a guy that i went to albany with um who i have since reconnected with and we're friends much better friends now than we we left off at but it was literally my it was like Christmas break before my senior year at Hudson. And I had come back Shout to Hudson, Hudson to finish Shout Shout out out Hudson University. Yeah. And um, we went out in Boston to go see a Celtics game. Like in the, it was like January, 2008. And he literally, we were kind of talking like, anything is possible. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do after college? was just the question. And it was so funny because up until that point, like I'm sure we'll we'll get into this today. Like my you business major, my had, business major. I hadn't thought about anything. You know, the only thing I thought about was just playing football, having a good time, being that person. Um, the football good time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Albany, Albany capo. Um, did way much different than me now. Um, but he literally said something to the effect of like, we should start a clothing company, and that was it. Which is hilarious because what is that 14 years ago we we knew nothing yeah, yeah it's we, crazy what you'll do when you have no al- plans and and alcohol in you as yeah, well yeah yeah for sure um, that helps for sure and we and it was one of those things that you know like when you when you have a conversation and you think like ah oh, we were just you know we were drunk we were talking shit <laughs> yeah. like that's not gonna happen like the next weekend he drove to maine and we started crafting the myspace which is god damn <laughs> yeah. which is Hilarious yeah. because this was still at a time when you said this was 08. 08. Um, this was still at a time where MySpace was a big thing. Facebook did exist. Yeah. But there was no They weren't booking many people on it. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just it was just there was no business pages. It was just talking yeah. shit between friends, like yeah. Stuff, yeah. saying stupid stuff to each other. Um and we started the website and my whole senior year at Husson, I had an entrepreneurship class. And the only grade was that you just had to pick a fake business, build a business plan, you know, a big, you know what a business plan is, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Big five-inch, you know, ring binder. Present it to him, present it to the class at the end of the year, and you pass the class. And I use it as an opportunity to actually build the business plan, which is, it is probably the worst business plan ever written. Oh, maybe. I bet it sucks, yeah. Oh, it's unbelievably... <laughs> can, you, can you get into the details on that a little bit? Because as we tell the story, what... Catalyst for change as much as any part of what makes it what it is. Yep. It is the business plan and the model that resonates yeah. with people. What what were you it's, cooking up back then? Oh, God. Senior year. Oh, man. I'm so happy we're going to talk about this. <laughs> um, it was picture like the worst Ed Hardy shirt you've ever seen. <laughs> and then like. Ed Shardy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, Ed yeah. Shardy. And then like throw it in the trash, <laughs> take it back out and put it on. Um, like a. Like a tap out Von Dutch collab. <laughs> a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, so we were just these two 21 year old like meatheads that yeah. just had no, we had no idea what we were doing. We were like, oh, we can literally the business plan. It's it's written in the business plan. It literally, the marketing <laughs> is that we were going to give it to 
people that we knew. Of status. Yeah, Frank, of, of status. You, like that again, was literally you. like our marketing was like, well, like then they can post it on their MySpaces and like, like as much was, as we're laughing right now. No, it's just, did you no, know dude, that you're I, very early I, to I, influencer I, marketing. Yes, I literally like it's it's literally what I I tell this story. So I've told this story to like. 10,000 high school kids like I speak every year at Man Youth Leadership and Mm. it's literally up until like 2015 I don't get my head out of my ass when it comes to this stuff like it was just I mean Noah can tell you firsthand it was it was everything but the clothing it was like who can we give it to Mm -hmm. who can we rub elbows with um there really was no plan I I I was kind of like we you know I graduated I moved to Cape Cod to be with Ross and we had like a launch party at some bar in Cape Cod. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like so focused the, the, on the like my part, my yeah. focus uh, on, maybe Johnny Cupcakes will come. Oh god. Well no, he Shout out Johnny Cupcakes. He, I, I have a great relationship with him because he was the one who actually uh gave me advice in the beginning and I ignored all of the advice. And then just about six months ago, him and I had a nice chat conversation on Instagram. And he, he was one of those things where like he gave me a compliment about the brand uh. and it was like one of those moments where I was like, fuck, yeah. like, I, I almost yeah. started tearing up because yeah. I'm like, oh, this dude is like, this guy is my, this is my Jordan. You I was know? obsessed like, with th- Johnny This guy is just the, the way he tells a story, the way the brand has like a rabid following. The like, pastel fucking just, ovens you open Just up everything. Yeah. Everything it, about the experience notch. is like what I wanted us to be. It took me eight or nine years to get to that point because i was you know bullshitting around yeah um but but no like in the beginning i mean it's really hard to talk about the first four years because it was literally just me waiting tables and i lived in new jersey and then back to maine and it was thankfully i knew you know like pete and we'd go into pete's old studio and we would we would shoot shirts and you know noah would you know be on a 12-foot banner at some (laughs) At some event at Pearl, like for some reason, I was obsessed with like parties. I, yeah. I don't know what well, it the was fuck very that much, came it was from. Very like, much of the time, though, too. I totally. still think I like. I don't. It, it's funny to say talk about how it was maybe like misguided now, but at the time, like I don't think it's nearly. It was nearly as misguided as it seems talking about it now based on the context of yeah. like you hear, especially with shirts, like you don't need to open up a storefront e- even yep. like there's not there's it's an industry kind of without a lot of barrier to entry, which almost is a problem in and of itself, because then since there's no the barrier to entry is where you learn so much mm-hmm. about what you're going to yeah. find out, like after you have to ask yourself so many questions. So without that you probably are left in a place where you didn't have to answer a lot of like the pressing questions that it you'd was, have to ask, like a banker would ask you or whatever. Yeah. It was also a really weird time. Expose and I were just talking about this two I, days ago. It was also cause he said something about how he, when he blew up, it was the worst time for him to blow up. Cause it was 2010 and the way the music was, the streaming really wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. The end goal was to end up at a big label and then everything would be fine for us. I mean, there were times where like our end goal was to end up at like a Filene's or yeah, yeah, a Macy's yeah. Yeah. or like that. There was no, no, nothing existed where you could be like, oh, I follow these three brands on Instagram. These are my three go tos. I love Johnny Cupcakes. I yeah. love, you know, I love whatever. Just they name, mean something to me. It, you love them. You love yeah. what they stand for. It's no different than than beer. Now you have access to like the culture of that yeah. brand. Um, 
and there was just it was just a lot of so I guess in retrospect looking back I guess it was that that culture of like you need to rub elbows with people and be around certain people and also very much no clue what I was doing yeah. um you know it was the first time we ever printed shirts uh we sent away to a website called like Jack Prince or something <laughs> that you would Jack just Prince. send your art to yeah. and like three months later you'd get back stuff and it was like hor- it was horrendous yeah. like it was just <laughs> We had no and idea. Jack Prince. Yeah, dude, Jack Prince. J-A-K, Jack Prince. We ain't like, got time for the C. We're so fast. Dude, it just was. Fast fashion. It was, it's so funny to look back at it. Like the first time I showed, uh, I always say my wife, but my, my girlfriend, I, the first time I showed her our first shirts, she was like, nobody can see this. <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody can ever see that. And I was like, so these were the first catalyst shirts. Elixir. Oh, oh that was the elixir. First, yeah. First. Cause okay. we started, we started the, the name for the first, like, uh, I years. remember fully. I, I just yep. didn't remember. So you, this was even pre Amy or, Oh yeah. Or were you showing her pictures of, no, I, my mom brought me a crate of all of these. <laughs> shirts. <laughs> I, my mom I was brought, wondering how she, she saw when, them. When I got moved, it. Like when we were moving into our house last <laughs> September, she, she, she was coming to help us. Cause Clearly, my mom wants to help, and sure. and uh, she was like, "I brought you this," and I'm like, "What the hell is in this this crate?" And I thought it was like maybe I don't know something for the it's kitchen. a bunch of shirts from Jack Prince, dude. It was like the the shirt you've worn some of them, like it was the one that had like the gold foil down yep, the side. I've worn that Jack Prince, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just um, so yeah, it was it was a lot of trying to throw stuff at the wall, not really taking it seriously. Um, the year I was in New York, I just talked to Spose about this the other day. Two years I was in New Jersey. It was foolish, foolish, like club stuff. And it was like going to meet with like New York Giants and maybe mm-hmm. the Giants are interested or my friend at the time playing the Giants. And like it was just a bunch of like dead ends and like really um, kind of people I probably wouldn't associate with if I wasn't trying to do clothing. Um, so then when I came back to Maine, when I got back and Pete was doing his photography full time, I kind of, I was always lucky because Pete was always there because Pete is obviously an amazing photographer. And I was so lucky because Pete always made us look a million times better than what we were. Um, That's why my hemp jewelry company never came to, <laughs> came to grill. Pete wouldn't take enough pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um but yeah, so then we you know, I did that to about 2012, 2013 and when I say did that, I mean like I was like just bullshitting around, like working side jobs. Um you know, uh, oddly enough, I still got myself in positions where uh that were should have been fruitful to mm-hmm. help the business grow. And when I say stuff like that, I mean like I gave a TED talk. Um while while doing nothing that was worthy of a TED talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I I got inducted into my into Hassan's Hall of Fame because somehow I had like put on enough of a show that people thought that like this business was like absolutely killing it. We yeah. were selling nothing. Can I tell you something super quick? Sure. Um, that I don't know if I've told either of you. I've tried to add myself to the notable alumni. On the Farmington Wikipedia page. They won't do it. Denied every time. It's bullshit. And meanwhile, you're in a Hall of Fame. Yeah. And and <laughs> I'm not saying that that's undeserved, but give me the wiki. He wants the that's wiki. all I'm that's all he I'm asking. That's literally it's a bunch of dead senators and shit. Like yep. there's no one notable really. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not asking for much. I I'm asking to be dead last on notable people. So anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, but I I I 
took all of these things and like it was it's I talk about this a lot like when I go to schools and stuff to try to like warn kids of the danger of like um getting ahead of yourself and like yeah. um mm. especially now with social media you can really pretend easier than ever can, to project you can really do that yeah and like, I mean I don't know if you recall this stuff when we were coming up but it was like you know I got a gig on a, a tv show on MSNBC like I somehow got myself onto like the Fox News in New York City I think I just like tweeted at them mm -hmm. and they were like yeah come on down and talk about your business like all these things were happening and at the end of the day, I still was a waiter. I still was an ed tech. I still was a bartender. I wasn't, I was getting praise for a company that really wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And, and I talked about it yesterday where two days ago was supposed like the, there came a point where it was like, all right, if you actually want to do this, you, you have to actually put in the work. You can't just collect. Uh. It, it would be the equivalent of like when you guys started, if you had never released a beer, but everybody had the shirts. Everybody had the, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it just, you get to a point where do you actually want to do this? Do you actually want to learn? Do you actually want to do something you care about? Um, so like I always skim really quickly through the first four years because there's not much notable there. It's really was me trying to show something that wasn't there basically. But all of those lessons learned invaluable that lessons. make a brand that is the polar opposite of that. Yeah. It is, it is entirely based upon something more than clothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, can, do you, the, the thing that kind of gets you to that point, I forget the sentence you just said, but you wrapped it like very clearly, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to take it serious or, or something like that. When you're doing those things and kind of getting some of the cool stuff, yeah. but the actual core business isn't doing anything that you meant it to do. Yep. Um, what were those kinds of feelings like that lead you to the point of like, I want to take this seriously. I want to do something different and change the model. Do you feel like bad about yourself or feelings like that at that time? If oh, yeah. Oh, well, if you're talking to Fox News and kind of going yep. home. Yeah. So what were some of those feelings? So it was twofold. So I a had the feelings you just said. I felt like I was kind of not doing what people were assuming I was doing, mm -hmm. which was I looked to be successful from the outside, but I was anything but the other thing that happened was um, right around 20, 2013, um, I lost my grandfather who was, you know, the male figure in my life growing up, yeah. was very, very close to him. Um, also that same year I lost to Noah I got a chance to know. I, I lost a friend that I went to college with my friend, big Lou. Um, he had a lot of heart problems and he passed at 30. Um, nice. so it was the first time in my life that I was kind of met with like these really, uh, you know, I, I'd gotten to a point where the business wasn't doing well. I didn't know if I was going to keep doing it, mm -hmm. even though I really wanted to keep doing it, but not sure how to do it. I had these two deaths that were really hard for me to handle. And I remember, you know, it, it's talked about a lot in kind of our genesis of how Catalyst came about, but I was in a pretty bad place. And I remember that fall, um, I just put out a hoodie with our logo on it. And it was the first suicide awareness hoodie. And it was going to be, I think we were donating way more than we would now because I just didn't know what I was doing at the time. But we donated like half of the profits to the, the main state organization, um, Suicide Prevention and Awareness, mm -hmm. right? And I remember at the time, everybody was like, why would you talk about that? Why would you do that? Why would you yeah. do that? Unbeknownst to anybody else, it was really for me like a therapeutic thing because uh -huh. I was in a very depressive um, 
very down state that not not really anybody knew about. And when we released this hoodie, it was the first time that we sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, like close to a thousand. Like, and it was every person who bought one had a story, a conversation back. And I was like, okay, like this is what, this is what I want it to be. Like I'm having, and prior to that, it was all clothing that meant nothing. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, okay, like, and then we like gave this check. We went to the Blaine house and like, we're like talking with people and, um, it just, I was like, man, I was like, this, this is what, this is what clothing can be. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to use clothing to get this message out and to do other, you know, other mess, other charitable things. It doesn't just have to be that. That's the big thing that we always talk about, but it could be tons of things. Um, that was the moment that I was like, okay, this is who I am. I've, I've publicly acknowledged that I, uh, you know, I suffered from depression. I suffered from suicidal thoughts. Were you, I was going to ask, were you, yeah, there's a, the, the difference between depression and, and kind yeah. of suicide. There, it was very a, much, it was were, very much, I was a victim of, um, like what I had done my whole life. Cause like Noah can tell you, like when Noah first met me, I looked different. I acted different. I was the football guy. And when all of that stopped and things slowed down and life kicked in, yeah. I remember thinking, okay, well, I'm not that guy anymore. People want me to be this clothing company guy. And I'm trying to put on an <laughs> act for all of these people that I met in New York, people uh, I met. And that really wasn't me, you know, like it uh, just wasn't me. And I remember, you know, there'd be nights where I would lay home and I would be like, well, nobody really, nobody's, nobody's texting me. Nobody's calling me. You know, like, does anybody even, you know, because I, I, I never, I never opened up. I never told yeah. anybody anything. I never told anybody how I was feeling. And it all cumulate, you know, it all came to a head with, you know, when I lost my grandfather, that was really tough. When I lost Lou, that was really tough. Um, and then being faced too with like, you know, if your business is failing or it's not, it's not, it's not where you want it to be. Or it's not what you are. What's not yeah. what you are. So yeah. like when that happened, when we released that hoodie, um, that was the start of CFC wear, Catalyst for Change wear. And then um, that was when things started getting better. And I started really opening up the brand and it started becoming kind of what it is now. Um, that was that was the moment. That was the genesis. And, that, and now it's one of those things where I don't even think twice about talking about anything. Yeah. I mean... You know, we just we just had a death in our family, you know, a week and a half ago. And and um, it's yeah. the first thing you said to me when I met you in the parking lot. I said, how you been doing? You said it's been pretty tough. It's been tough. Nothing yeah. Big and dramatic. And yeah. you gave me a sentence about this is what's going on in my mm-hmm. life. Very in an endearing way. Easy to talk about. Um, yeah. It, it, it's funny you bring that. That struck me when I when yeah. I. And like what I was going to say is, is when we had that happen, my brother in law is, you know, our main printer and packer and. We just had a massive sale, you know, a week and a half ago and, you know, six, 600, 700 packaged orders that have to go out. And, you know, I went on our Instagram and I was like, hey, guys, just want to let you know things are going to be a couple days behind this week. You know, um, you know, we had a death in the family. So, you know, if, if, if you're not getting your stuff as quick as you normally get it, this is why type thing. And, you know, to fast forward to now, you know, it's like hundreds of messages, hundreds of people being like, don't worry about it. Like we got you. Like you, you're always, you're always giving us so much happiness. Like, you uh-huh. know, take, take as much time as you need type yeah. thing. And it's really cool to look back and see, you know, if I had never taken it in the direction I took it or did the things that we did, you know, five, six, seven years ago, there wouldn't be like this beautiful community of people now that 
really all are there because they want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, and they're all like enjoying being part of like what Catalyst does. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel In- grateful for that. Incredible. If you don't, can we stay in that kind of tipping point mm-hmm. moment for, for a minute? Um, so I myself have, I uh, tried to commit suicide twice. Mm. Um, and I, I think I've been thinking a lot about something lately that, that you had just said. And, um, my experience was once both were serious. I was on life support mm-hmm. for a long time. Like I'm, I'm very lucky to be alive. Um, but one of them was very much like a cry for help mm-hmm. and this, like, I just needed somebody to like fucking need me or like check in on me or like fucking love me. And I wasn't like, I wasn't truly suicidal. And I remember, it was this thing. I was texting the person. I took a bunch of pills that I Googled that can kill you. My mom's antidepressants. I took like 20 of them, mm. but the whole time I'm texting my, my, um, Lover at the time, I grew who Lover. I didn't know how to phrase it. It's very, yeah. yeah um, sorry, yeah, sorry. No, it's fair. Yeah. But, but it was, uh, I didn't know what to call Um But it had been such a tumultuous relationship and it was so bad that it just like, I, I was, I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling woozy now. Mm. Probably never wake up again. Like yeah. disgusting behavior that I think back on now. And mm. like, it makes me like cringe to the moment saying it but i didn't in that moment i didn't want to end my life but i did take well, actions that yeah. were serious enough that they could have mm-hmm. so i i think about that that was one thing later on a couple years later heavily drug induced spent all my money did drugs ran out of drugs money everything and i wanted it to be over i wanted to not live anymore yeah. and that was a very different thing i slit my wrist Still have no feeling in my hand. I, I bled out in the woods, lucky to be alive. Um, I think about those things a lot as I feel so much better now. One thing that you said, the ability to talk about them now. Mm-hmm. The thing that, that the ability to not be ashamed of any of this past stuff and talk about it is an entirely different thing. But what I've realized recently from feeling quite good, mm. so good, there was something you said in the middle of that, that this wasn't the football thing. Like, this is who people take me as, or party boy, or this, or that. mm-hmm. that's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. I feel like I'm stuck being this. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about depression a lot as the difference between who I am in me and who I put out into the world. And the further that difference is... I think about it with maybe a homosexual person who can't come out of the closet because they're you, what you have to portray to the world is so far away from what you are. There's a got to be a ton of pain in that. And then on the other side, I think about anxiety as what I say I'm going to do or what I want to do and what I actually do. Yep. And all that stuff, what I say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I don't do it. It's anxiety. It makes yep. me feel bad about myself. And that's not to take away from any of the, the chemistry that yep. is really at play. There's a lot there. Um, but it's interesting to hear you say that I've been thinking a ton about why am I better now than I was then? I've got the same brain. Yeah. And I think to me, it has a lot to do with those poles getting closer to That's it. That's a hundred percent. Well, first off, I didn't know that about you. So I'm very happy. The few times that I have met you, I'm happy you're still here. <laughs> Thank you. That's number one. Me too. Um, number two, I think for me, it just went on for... I think it was a culmination of like a long time of mm-hmm. that happening. I just, I'm going to keep referencing this because we went deep about this yesterday on, on the Spose podcast is that it was everything I did from like high school to like 24, or 25 was to 
prove something to somebody other than myself. That's all it was. Yeah. And, and, and some people move out of that quickly, high school, college. Um, for me, I don't know what it was, but there was that thing where I was like, well, let me just, let me just go play college football. Okay. Well, those people who said that I couldn't aren't here. All right. Well, let me go to D1. Okay. Well, those people at D3 who said I couldn't do it aren't here to see this. Mm-hmm. So am I happy? Um, who am I proving this to? to? After college, you know, like you started a clothing company. You're from Smithfield, Maine. Like you, like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. go, go use your degree or whatever it might be. And it was always like, yeah, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. That's not going to be a thing. And it just, it just kept, it should have ended sooner, but it, you know, you, I got to a point where all of a sudden my life got really real where it was like, you're going to be 25, 26 years old. You're still kind of bullshitting around, you know, nobody really cares about anything that you've shown them or done. You know what I mean? Like, cause at the end of the day, like, yeah, I was on an MSNBC national televised show, but my studio was Pete Bissell's old studio. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have a studio, you know, Pete when I'm was, cooking up ideas. In the sh- yeah. In the studio. yeah. <laughs> like it just, it just was, um, it was one of those things where like, that's why now when I see people start a business or anybody who's like entrepreneurial and they, they throw up the Instagram, I'm always like, Oh man, I wish I could like pull this 22 year old aside yeah. and be like, do the work, do the work, do the yeah. work. Because you know, you're, you know, how many people do you see come and go on social media of, you know, business coming soon, business coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three months into it, they, they're not happy because you know, the world isn't their oyster in three months. And I always tell people like, it took me eight to nine years before I could, you know, really confident and be like, I think I can do this for a living, you know, yeah. type thing. Um, cause nobody wants to wait and neither did I. So like when I get, when I get mad at, when I see people do that, I don't get mad, but I'm always like, oh, come on, man. Like you should know better. Like, everything's at your fingertips and your phone, you know, like you should know better. You, yeah. you, you could find out how to do anything. Uh, but then I think like, well, yeah, but that was me. Yeah. You know, yeah that 100%. was me. Like I can't, it's what Johnny cupcakes was trying to save you from. It's what you're trying yeah, to save the next that, person. Yeah. From. And I, and it's so funny because yeah. that, that moment I talked about that like a year ago too. That was like to have someone of that stature say that I've done a good job with the brand. I was just like, I got I got yeah. nothing else, you know, like it would be the equivalent of, of somebody you look up to in the beer world. I'm sure that they've said things to you and that means more to you than probably anything else. They know? mostly like, say to Matt, then Matt doesn't pass it along. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. so, Dan Cleveland says, are we recording or not? <laughs> yeah, I'm completely kidding. And uh, yeah, just that was a little bit of a callback. But um, yeah, I think it's it's great advice. And it's so funny, though, how it is. I mean, and also just for one the idea to not want to wait, like even for when, you know, 10 years ago when we were sort of in that early spot about figure how do how do we make this happen? Yeah. Um, the sense of immediacy that is just like culminates like everything. It feels no. like now mm-hmm. yep. I can't even it's imagine only, trying to yeah. see through that to, start, to the, re- the hard yeah. reality of like what any like true path to something that you like will be a, a an actual career that you're building from scratch basically yeah. is going to be um and it's going to be filled with landmines you step on and mm-hmm. things you look at with just atrocious shame yeah. a few years later but still so i i kind of uh set that up to ask um i know you've 
I, it seems like you do quite a bit of speaking. You referenced it a little bit before. Yeah. Um, what are you like? What are sort of the um, what you find resonates the most when you're talking to say like a group of high schoolers, or or is that sort of the main group you might find yourself into if you had to make it's an mostly, average? Yeah, it's mostly high schoolers. Um, I've done mm. colleges, I've done business talks, I've done grade schools. Um, the the high schoolers are very interesting because when you go and talk to like 800 kids or a thousand kids yeah. at like Marshwood High School, you're you're immediately brought back to like high school. Like yeah. you see the way kids walk in yeah. together. You see the groups of you know yeah. jocks and you know you sit there and it's so funny because you when just I taste the insecurity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> truly, yeah. No, and you just you're like, oh man, this is crazy. And yep. and and I I'm I'm giving them a message that I wish I heard when I was in high school, which is you don't mm. need to do the thing that all the popular kids are doing. Like revel in your weirdness, like mm -hmm. do what exactly what it is. And then I take them through this speech of pretty much like an hour version of what I've kind of mentioned of like, <laughs> this is how bad it can get. Yeah. You know, I'm very honest with them. I'm like, you know, I was in a bad, you know, and I take them like this, this is the result of not doing what's in your heart type thing. So when you go off to college or you go into the military or you go right into the workforce, like everything you do has to be done like from from your heart and from a place of like what you enjoyed as a kid. You know, don't basically like it's a warning, like do not do what I did, because I look back at the majority of my 20s and I just think like. It's give and take butterfly effect. Obviously, you can't change anything. And every one of those things brought me to this place. Mm -hmm. But when I look back at my 20s. I think ah, I wasted a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like it's just so I, I try to leave them with that. Um, the high schools usually always want that kind of more um, like emotional get to the heart of the, yep. the subject. Yep. You know, when you go to a college or something and you're talking to a, you know, a, a business class or a marketing class, they mm. want to hear kind of a little more nuts, and, you, bolts, little more nuts and bolts. And they're, you know, obviously more focused on what you're what they know who you are. Um, but high school, the emotional side of it is what I, I really love. I mean, I've spoken at Maine Youth Leadership every year for eight years. I missed my first year last year because I was on vacation. Um, but those are all like, you know, 200 kids across the state of Maine. You know, there's kids from where you went to high school. There's kids from where I went to high school. Um, they're all kids that like are gifted in some sense, not necessarily, um, have like a 4.0, but they're just the teachers see something in them that's that's special and they go for this weekend and they learn how to just be themselves and they have like different speakers come in. They always bring me in and um, it's so cool to see these kids and how how they interact with one another. Very different than just going to a regular high school. Totally. Because yeah. um, they're all don't know each other to don't know each other. Degree. It's, you know, and and I keep in I keep in touch with some of those kids. I mean, wow. some of those ah. kids have. You know, some of those when I when I meet them all, they were 14. And there's kids now that are that are married with a kid. Wow. And they're like dude, 23. Yeah. And it's like they always talk about like, oh, I'm so happy I got to hear you speak or whatever it might be. So like when I go and I do give this speech, it usually pairs with like a fundraiser we're doing for the school. But I do mm. really like to do it because it's a therapeutic for me. Uh, very weird to talk that honestly about your life. But it's also I, I, I just I wish somebody would have said that to me. Cause there was nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody when I was growing up besides my mother, um, who really was like, you don't need to 
you don't need to do these things. You know what I mean? Type thing. Um, but again, with most people, you have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. It just took me longer, I think, to figure it out uh, about the nuts and bolts of running a business. Like, do you want to do clothing? Well, you have to learn everything you can and actually do a good job, you know? not just go on the news and talk about <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not Whatever. trying to laugh but but well you know yeah I know and that's how it is and when you mentioned that like you weren't yourself like you've never looked less like yourself <laughs> when you're wearing like a, you look like a like a like a bouncer for a Wall Street investment firm. Like you're right the now? guy at the door no, no, right no. now. No, no, oh, no. Oh, back oh, then. Oh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in one of the, I can't remember which interview it was, but you look like you're dressed like nicely, but also exactly. I know exactly. it just doesn't fit. It just it, it, didn't it doesn't. Fit. It isn't. It, it's you can kind of almost taste. It isn't. I mean, of course, I'm saying that. I don't. I'm not saying you even did a bad job. I know exactly those, what you're but talking about. But knowing you, yeah. it's like, yeah, you can you can just feel it. it. This um, is um super selfish, but I I went. I spoke to a couple classes at Husson the other day. Oh, amazing! And amazing. my first time, and yeah. I, you know, many times Farmington's asked me to speak. <laughs> what is wrong with dude, Farmington, you dude? Farmington. Um, dude. but real quick, truly, I'm. I'm a, I, I do this, I, I did it out, and I, I thought it would come pretty naturally. You didn't even go to Hudson, by the I've way. Done, that's amazing. <laughs> done a few, but um, so it was two classes back to back, and I walked out of the first one really feeling like I'd bombed. And like, it was, it was yep. interesting. I did the like, um, I felt like I had to do all this stuff. I developed like a program of like, what's your product? What's your model? What's yep. your, I walked out of that. I was like, that's not fucking you. You know yep. what I mean? Like, that's not what you do. And th- yep. the second one was about destination marketing. And I just threw everything I'd planned out the window. Yep. I talked to these kids about operating in rural Milo and what it means to me and the things I've learned. And that's it, what w- they want. it was incredibly fulfilling. Yep. And there was interaction and it was good. And um, I'm speaking again in a month at Maine and oh, already yeah. starting to like, okay, what if I, pff, we're not doing that first one again yep. and trying to take that feedback back. What um kind of same like, like the clothing what have you learned from doing a lot of speaking from maybe some of the mistakes you made at the beginning to where you have yeah, just really in dialed in right now when Dude. it comes to public speaking? Yeah, it was it was when I got asked to do my TED talk mm-hmm. because everybody thinks Ugh. some people are terrified of it. But I remember in college, I had a public speaking class, one of my electives, and it was really the only class up until my senior year at Husson that I did like I, I had a knack for it. Yeah. Uh, the best speech I ever gave was about it was it was supposed to be 60 seconds and you had to give instructions on how to do something. And I gave sell me this pen. No, nope, it was how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh. And you had to try. They gave you a topic and you had to try to like riff and do the best job so that when people were done listening to you, there was no issue with how to make a peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. Um, but anyway, so when I got the TED talk. Because it is part of the TED organization, mm-hmm. they they don't want you to stink. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had a coach uh, that would come and she was working with us in Brunswick. And the first time I ever gave my rough draft of my speech, she was like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> She's like, you are so unlikable. She's like, your stance is terrible. Your cadence is terrible. Like she was just and and Yeah. But no, so I remember the sitting there. I remember you're sitting there being like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and um, yeah. she was like, "You, you're not going to embarrass me." She's like, "You need to do a good job." So, like, I think it was three times a week for three months. I would drive to uh, the mill, whatever that little mill is in Topsom, Brunswick area. Yeah, I'd meet with her, and it was just me and her. 
and she made me she made me um write the whole thing down which i don't write anymore when i do speeches i just do like skeletons yeah and um i did it and i worked on it and i worked on it and i worked on it and my cadence and the way i stood and the way uh, your relatability, yeah. all that stuff. Talk and, real um, quick about like even what those the changes nuts and bolts were. Of that, yeah. Like your posture, for instance. Like I what, what is don't, the I don't even remember what mm-hmm. the what the exact specifics were, but she wasn't wrong. It's probably whatever you're doing she, now. She wasn't <laughs> do that. she wasn't she wasn't wrong. I was quick. I was mm-hmm. I just the aura I still had at that time was like why do I need to listen to this guy? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, there was just so many things. I can't even specifically remember what they were. Um, I Quickness think a lot of is it, one of the biggest things I see when I see some, and not saying like I'm so good at it, but even like a wedding speech. Silence. Like someone's, yep. you, silence, silence is power. Is, is literally is, the, the part where people, you are drawing people's attention to you by not saying anything at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, It's simple, but it's also really hard to understand or even let alone like believe in that fact when you're up in front of Mm -hmm. however many people. Less is more. And I, if Mm. I had to say two things, I would say I enjoy more of the storytelling aspect of a speech than um, like a presentation. Um, And I've done a lot of like, I've gone to like nights where like they throw a, a topic at you just to get better and i've done stuff and oh cool there used to be one in lewiston called the corner that i went and gave a speech about my grandfather uh about and it was one of just off the top of my head it was one of the better ones i think i've ever given sort of like a local moth kind of yeah, thing exactly uh-huh. like that exactly like that um, i've also bombed a ton and so a lot of it was so she really she really impressed upon me you know mechanics which i can't really remember now because this was like a decade ago now but she also gave she also impressed upon me too um that practice you you with public speaking you always have to practice even if even if you're you know like the speech that i give it's pretty much the same thing every time and there there have have been times though where i did not prep well enough yeah and it probably was okay but I've left the room being like, God damn, I didn't, yeah. I didn't give those people their money's worth or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, especially if someone's paying you to come do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want to try to like over deliver. So totally. um, like now I'll definitely, I'll practice probably three days in a row before I have to do it and I'll record myself and time myself. Oh, um, wow. And, and just make sure it sounds good. Cause the last thing you want to do is, is not, you know, is, is to kind of be lost, lost in your own thoughts. You didn't, um, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so no, so it's something I took to, and it's something I was like, you know what? I'm not, I can't play an instrument, but this, if I cannot play an instrument, this can be my instrument that I practice. I can play your um, heart. Yeah. And it's, and it's worked well with Catalyst too, because I'm so comfortable now, like talking, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, at least Being every day or I'm, I'm like, Hey guys, what's up? Update, whatever. Like it just has made me, um, it's made things easier for me to like talk about the brand. Whereas totally. I think if somebody asked me a decade ago, what elixir was or even you know the first car- thing of catalyst i'd be like well you know it's kind of hard to explain like, <laughs> like that kind yeah, of bullshit so, you know that's like, like i know you did that but people do that and mm-hmm. anything there that they're clearly unfamiliar even when we used to do this podcast i've gotten a little bit better about it but when people would ask like why or what or whatever yeah you'd give this like five minute answer that said nothing mm-hmm. um about yeah. because you didn't quite really even know knew what the answer like you felt it Oof. is why you're doing it in the first place well, yeah but so i'm sorry that i've been 
thinking about it a ton lately from that, from this, from everything, the, um, the less is more thing is the whole thing because I, my, like my over speak 500 words, yeah. da, 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 it's from a, a lack of true understanding of the topic yeah. or a lack of practice of the delivery. Yep. It all comes from like the weakness places. Yep. The clarity and conciseness is when I feel that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I can say it confidently and keep it tight. And yep. nobody's paying you to come talk to them about something <laughs> you're not confident about and have really down. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, and that's where when my big walk away was like, I'm going to have a speech, write my speech, practice Reps. my speech. Yep. And that act alone is going to get rid of like 80, 60 percent of these words. And yep. those are the words that didn't reps. add any I mean, value it's, need it's to reps. fucking go it's reps too man yeah like you, well that's yeah reps i mean like i i you there's no way to um to like mock up how you're gonna feel when you're in front of like a thousand people mm -hmm. like um especially too at like really weird times and some of these places i've given speeches you know like I, I gave a speech one time at madison high school and it was like i think it was like 500 kids at this little high school but like i was right at center court you know, like freshmen, <laughs> sophomores, junior. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I've never done like an in the round. So yeah. I, I had to like, that's tough. I can't to imagine that. And then I have my slides that are like at the end of the court and, and like by a hoop. Yeah. 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 Like this big screen. And I, and I just was like, but you can't. So I, I prep for that. But then when I got there, I was like, you have to try to like stay in your head of or stay out of your head. of being out like, of You know head. what? Just go. Just start. Just start. And then you'll just find your rhythm and go. But. Like the, the, the thing that, and you could see the difference too, like, um, you know, I haven't given a speech probably in a couple months, but it's like one of those things where the next time I go and one comes my way, I'm going to have to give a lot of practice time because yeah. if you're not doing it all the time, uh, you can definitely fall victim to like bombing. Oh, I've and, got this. And, yeah. and, no, and especially, especially when someone pays you to do it. That's no, uh, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the weirdest thing though, is I gave a, I gave a graduation speech on zoom in 2020 that's pretty weird uh, really i sent the money back yeah uh, when we got done they were like okay like you know checks and whatever it is like you whatever fee they paid me and and i just was like i was just on it was zoom and uh probably like three or four hundred kids so like a bunch of squares you can go through the pages of all the squares of the kids oh and, my god and when somebody would talk or ask a question at the end it would like highlight their face and like make them big and then but it was just like hundreds and hundreds of yeah, people yeah, yeah. and i was like you don't need to pay me. Yeah. I was like, this is, it was very, very weird. That was really, I'm sure you did just fine with what it was, yeah. but I can't, I hear it's like, not, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just not, it not. was like, eh, I don't, you guys could have just played a video of somebody on YouTube. Like, yeah. I know, you know, like this is like, <laughs> no, but literally, but I have a 10 thing. Yeah. 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 Like, whatever. You know, like, I don't, I mean, like a 10th of the price. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, it's, it's, I'm not, I don't have many skills, uh, but like the public speaking thing is something I like really enjoy. Yeah. Really enjoy. And That's I'll tell good. you, man, you don't have to go to many weddings to realize what a rare skill it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, or just many places yeah. like it for all the reasons you're saying it, it. I think sometimes people have the, I've, I've, Everyone that's done even some amount of it has definitely bombed. And uh, I did a humane bombing that I've talked <laughs> with Matt about. Same sort of, I wasn't, 
paid, thank God. Like I wasn't, um, I was supposed to be, and then they said no. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know uh, what? They didn't nah, give you actually, the option you know to send sorry, money back. Sorry, bud. They didn't send no, money. but I went in overconfident because I had done that kind of thing before. Yep. So I just was like, you know, whatever. Like yep. I had my thing. So I did probably 20, 15 minutes of it, like probably at least halfway through whatever I was doing. And then someone like Razor and like, excuse me, don't you have slides? <laughs> I had an, I had slides that was, you know, supposed to change every 15 seconds to like correspond with what I was talking about. Still on slide Just one. On slide one, <laughs> Bissell Brothers Brewing Company. <laughs> it was so bad. How many people were there? Not many. It was like a business class. It was, yeah. it was fine, but I just felt like such an idiot. Um, anyway, uh, why was I even saying that? Um, I don't know. I guess I wanted to get that in. I thought I, thought I had something more to say about it, but um, yeah. just because that was, uh, I, I didn't even really plan on going there at all to talk about speaking, but I'm really glad we did. Yeah. But just yeah. to get back to the company, um, you know, where we had left off talking about the suicide prevention, yep. um, the just a kid from Maine, like how did these other, I guess maybe subsets of the brand or well, sub focuses yeah. or however you might want to well i want to, to on that wavelength i really wanted to ask um where Don't at worry, that i'm not important <laughs> <laughs> at that time when you did that yeah you had that first suicide prevention mm-hmm. shirt yep. um had just a kid from maine been born yet or where no, does was, just a kid from maine start to come into the catalyst story? that was that was part of my question <laughs> that was that was a year <laughs> A year or two later. Yeah. So once we started doing like the suicide awareness and prevention stuff, we kind of entered into the space of like, well, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people would be like, hey, can you do something for, you know, domestic violence awareness month? Can you do something for breast cancer awareness month? And started doing that. And um, I remember I went a full year and I went to Alaska the next year to kind of I went to UAA. Uh, University of Alaska Anchorage to get certified as a, a gatekeeper. Um, I went and spoke with a couple of high schools in Anchorage. And what, what do you mean by gatekeeper? Gatekeeper training is like a four-hour training where uh, I don't know if you, if any of you guys have ever experienced this, but um, if someone texts you or calls you and they're like, "Hey, I'm thinking about uh, you know ending it," or I'm thinking about the majority of people are not going to know how to handle that. Got what you. to say. Um, and they did it once a day for free to anybody at the, at the university there. That was when, when I went to Alaska, that was when I realized that Maine had a lot of catching up to do with how they viewed the topic. Wow. I would go to the Blaine house when they would have these yearly, uh, uh, you know, like benefits or whatever, like awards. Um, it was almost like a funeral where, and they, it was very, the way they spoke of it was very weird in Alaska. I mean, I was in a class with college students, mothers, people in their thirties, people in their sixties. Um, every person I spoke to there at the high school, like all the high school kids, you know, they had lost, you know, Alaska is either two or three in the country. for I was going to, very high, very high up there. It's dark. It's been dark there for, yeah, it's so, I was was going to ask, do you think that's a a joke or do you think that's heavily tied in? Heavily. Heavily. A hundred percent. It gets light at like 9 p.m. in the the winter and dark at like two. Heavily, heavily tied. And just where you are too. I mean, like when I was there, I was there with high school friends who moved up there and, um, you know, like it was September and I want to say it got dark from 11, 10 or 11 at night to about 3 a.m., something like that. So you have room darkening shades yeah. where you are, too. You just you are as far away from anything. You're closer to, you know, you, 
Russia than you are to Washington yeah, state, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's just, you are really far. Um, and they have a lot of, a lot of issues there too, with native natives that live in these like little tiny towns that are like really, you know, there's a lot of like drug problems and alcohol problems, but so anyway, so I, I did a lot of re I did a lot of, I did the legwork. I didn't yeah. just want to be someone who was like, this is my story. This is, you know, totally. so the brand was, was doing better and doing better. And, uh, we did a shirt for Bates soccer, the Bates soccer team. Hmm. Uh, they were doing something for one of the kids on the team had lost his father. Uh, he was from New York city, uh, to, he was a firefighter in nine 11. Mm. So my buddy was a, the soccer coach at the time. And he said, do you want to do a shirt for us? You know? And I said, sure. So we got done the game. We were, sh- we were shooting the shit. And he was from a really bad part of the UK. Like, like a really like, sorry, a lot of crime. Can you just say that stuff. again? Sorry. He was from, care. he was from a really bad part of the UK. And, um, we were sitting there afterwards and we were sitting in his office and we were just like drinking coffee or whatever. And, and, uh, it's probably like three or four in the afternoon. And he was like, I can't believe he's like that. Uh, I'm not going to even try to do the accent, but he's <laughs> like, I can't believe he's like that. Um, I'm the head soccer coach at Bates, you know, like he's like, I grew up with, I didn't have shoes when I was a kid, you know, like this is, this is amazing. Like, I, bet. <laughs> I, I didn't have, I didn't have any shoes. Um, <laughs> so he said something to the effect of like, I'm just a kid from wherever he said, right. Yeah. Uh, and as I was driving back to Westbrook, I was like, that's kind of, that's a good, that's a good thing. So I went back to Westbrook and these were the days when I would spend like, I would come home at like 2 AM cause I was the first time I had like printing presses and like, you know, I was making my own stuff and yeah. I was like, man, I was like, that'd be a cool shirt. So like the next night I went and burned the screen cause I didn't have a burn room yet. Yeah. I, I was using somebody's in Westbrook's and took the, the art out and everybody in the store was like, that's a pretty cool saying, you know, like there was like a pop to it. Yeah. yeah. So I did it and I remember I got drunk uh off like a, a really cheap bottle of wine and i <laughs> we were sitting there i was working i was doing orders whatever and i just not even thinking about it just posted it on my instagram and it was like personal instagram personal instagram didn't even post it to catalyst yeah and it was like i nothing i'd ever seen like it was just wow. like that was the beginning of it and then i was like well fuck this is weird i've never just released a shirt that says that says anything on it like yeah. it's always been like just like a logo or whatever and mm. i released it on a friday the same day i gave that madison in the round speech i had to give the speech at 6 30 in the morning at a pep rally yeah <laughs> in the round, in yeah, the round. i know it is it's yeah. just yeah. It's such a funny it's so weird but then I, so my phone was off and when i got back to my phone it was like <laughs> it was like what th- this this is yeah, what this wow. yeah and it was just like and i had to sh- and it was one of those things where we only had a hundred like i had like a hundred hoodies and they were gone in like minutes yeah and i was like holy shit i think we got a we got something here you yeah, know that I mean? must have and, been crazy to well it was crazy to work for so long and right. to do something not even really thinking about it because i at that point i was kind of like all right like yeah i'm just a kid from maine like everybody it's tongue-in-cheek everybody who's from maine knows exactly what i'm talking about when you're from Maine and you travel outside of Maine, people go, where the fuck is that? Do you have running water? Like people just a- any joke yeah. you can think of, you know, nothing ever happens in Maine, whatever it might be. So I was feeling like I was starting to do some things. So I was like, OK, like, let me just get from Maine. It's a wink and a nod, you know, whatever yeah. it might yeah. be. Um, and then it- I remember like it was like a month before Black Friday and I was like, All right, we'll bring this back on Black Friday. And then from that point probably the following spring 
I stopped working like other side jobs. And it, and then in that moment, I remember thinking, okay, do not be a one hit wonder. Like, hell yeah, we sold. I've never seen anything sell like that. Like it was just tens of thousands of shirts, like going everywhere. Everybody had to have that shirt. And I was like, all right, what's the next thing going to be then? And then I was like, all right, let me do the strength shirt. Let me, let me explain what that means. And then people can customize it. Yeah. And then I just kept putting out new stuff and putting out new stuff. And I acquired a print press and I acquired another one. And then we had a half of the studio and then we had a full studio and it was just, you know, the ability to make things at that point is what really changed it for us. Like once we got to that point, it was like, it was like the same thing with you with like brewing, like with printing now, if I have a shirt idea within 20 minutes, I can see it on a shirt. Yeah. And I know that's, that sucks. Or, Oh, that's really good. Like we should, we should do that. Yeah. We should photograph it, put it on, you know, put it online. You have that instant, that instant feedback. How different, um, just real quick, can the difference be between like hits and misses conceptual, this is going to be fucking sick versus seeing it on the shirt and you're like, never mind. Um, or I would imagine your, your sense for that has only sharpened over time. It has sharpened, but there's still times where you think something's going to be amazing and it just doesn't pop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a shirt that we did recently. That was, that was, yeah, it doesn't, uh, stuff, stuff doesn't, it, 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 Clothing, like we have our things that we do every year that people wait for, like the one that we just did, the fall foliage one, where fall it's foliage, literally yeah. like a leaf rubbing that Glenn Halliday did. Process is and then crazy. I and then I added puff additive to it, so it's like an actual textured, like beautiful design, and people know that that's only once a year, and we sell a ton of those. But like this year, going into September for Suicide Awareness Month, I was like, we need another shirt, we need another shirt because we have Keep Going, we have Refuse to Sink, we need a, another one to add to it. And Alex was like. What about like mental health matters just in block lettering? And I'm like, what if we add the word fucking? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, that's good. That's going to be it. So literally 10 minutes later, I printed on a shirt. I walked out to the cafe across that's across the way from us. And I kind of just wait to see if people see things and oh, two, wearing it. Two people immediately were like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And I was like, all right, good. We're doing the shirt. And yeah. then we sold a ton of those. So sometimes there's like a lot of thought that goes into a design or process. And sometimes it's just like, that might be cool. Yeah, and yeah. then you just kind of have to, you know, that we make our own stuff. It really makes it easier for us. Yeah. Like Cam yeah. Bosch hit me up a couple, a couple weeks ago because he really wants to start making his own stuff. Yeah. And he's actually going to stop by in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, dude, I'm go so, Cam, go, baby. Dude, I'm like, I'm Crack like, Cam, I'm like, dude, isn't working out. <laughs> no. Jack Prince. <laughs> no, but I told him, I was like, dude, I go, your life is about to change. I'm like, because once you control the making of the product in house. Yeah. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Because when I used to use people, you're at their mercy. 100%. You know, oh, hey, we're really backed up this week. We can't get you that stuff. Hey, man, and I we need We can't it. You get that and ink. We're going to have to use this anything, ink instead. Anything you or, can think of. And also, too, and then, your, your your profit margin improves, too. Of course. Totally. Um, because they're a business. There, they have to make money. Do you think there's an intangible? You've built this business on connection. And some, these are, you, these shirts mean a deeper thing to somebody. Yep. It's the fact when you take that all the way to making the product to your, yourself, do you think that adds into that equation as well? 100%. How much people feel connected to you and the brand? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we the fact that we've sold as many shirts and items as we have and it it comes from you know, two sets of hands doing this at a studio. You know, it's a it's like a 3000 square foot place, then we have a storage unit downstairs. Like the fact that like we show people that process, they love it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we don't 
you know, will that change one day? I'm sure it will. Yeah. But like at the same time, like especially the initials, the first time we ever did Just a Kid for Maine, we were so unprepared. But I was like, no, fuck it. We're going to make it work because this is a moment that you have enough people's attention. You have to you have to you have to produce. You have to make things better because a lot of people get that one hit song. They get that one whatever it might be. And then people are like, whatever happened to, yeah, of course. you know, like, so I was like, no, if, if, if we have all these people looking at us, let's, let's do more and let's yeah. do more and more and more and more and more. And I remember the first black Friday we did, I printed the majority of all that stuff on a forehead print press, which is like the beginner's kind of print press. That's like tiny for print. Tiny. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's like a good, um, secondary press, uh-huh. um, without even a dryer. I was flash drying like with a flash dryer every shirt. So it took me like four times longer than it would. Now we have a big like pizza oven, like yeah. a conveyor dryer. And um, what Kramer would do with this. Yeah. yeah. And I just was I just was like, man, like we we yeah, we just made it. We we made it work. And, you know, it, it's it is what it is now. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I remember when that moment happened, I was like, all right, you've waited for this moment. There are, you know, I remember the first post we put up when you could still check stats on Facebook posts, just with no money behind it, nothing at all. The first just the kid post that we ever put up. I mean, it reached like a hundred thousand people. Jesus. Damn and Christ. I was like, all right, like if this moment is happening, like, yeah, like if this moment's <laughs> happening, like we need to follow right up with something else. Yeah. And then something else and something else. And then just over the last six years, it's just grown. And the cool part about that is, is that we have people that, buy for there are people who have like 120 of our shirts like there people will send us pictures of their closets They're like i have this sh- i have the first suicide awareness hoodie and here's me wearing the year nine you know and yeah, like yeah. here's this you know and here's i own every just a kid color and like it's just like so you have this really awesome like following base of people that have been with us since day one yeah and it's just so cool to 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 see that you know what i mean like and it really is like a like a family yeah it really is have you ever um in any real sense relied on ads or or anything on on the social media front because you it's do hard. have such a connected it's audience hard it seems because like. i i haven't spent money on ads in i think since 2020 yeah i kind of so it's hard right so like if you go to any website if you go to ll bean yeah as we speak on your phone. Yeah. By the time you pick your phone back up in your Instagram feed, you're going to get an Ella Bean thing, right? Yeah. If we speak about Ella Bean, I'm probably going to add later. Yeah, for yeah, Bean. 100%. Um, I, I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. They never seem to work. Um, word of mouth and person to person to me is still the biggest thing mm-hmm. because I could go on Instagram right now and go, hey, show this to people who XYZ, whatever. I've done that before. I've had people message me from like, Ohio being like, Hey, I live in Ohio. Like why, why? I just wanted to let you know, like, if you meant to show this to people in Maine, it's not being delivered there, you know, type thing. Yeah. So, and our brand too is really hard. Targeting Maine expats living in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Like our, 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 the stuff that we talk about, I don't think is some of it is marketable on a big scale. Mm -hmm. Some of it, like I would never put money to promote a suicide awareness clothing I, item. Yeah, post. totally. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, no, if the people following us want to see it, like if I just sold a widget, I'd have no problem sending it everywhere. Totally. But some of the things we talk about, I just can't. And also too, like we move so quick and we do so many different things that by the time you might see that post, it 
could be over. Yeah. It could be sold out. It could be whatever. So I don't think I've spent a dollar on advertising in two and a half years. Yeah. You know, it's just our mailing list is great. Um, our social media uh, is is really strong with engagement. And I'm not in a rush. Like, I don't I don't want a million people who don't know who we are to see our brand. I want, totally. I want 10 people who really love it and then to they'll wear it. That and person they'll, with they'll the go, one and nine in the closet and, gr- yeah. and really be involved. To, I mean, I, I don't go out much, but like people are always like, I see your stuff everywhere. And like, I'll always go tell people like, like, Oh, I have that brand. I have that brand. Like to me, that's just as important as, as being seen. I mean, cause how many, I mean, ads are just everywhere now. Well, that's why I asked the question. You just question. skim over ads now. And it's like, who cares? You that's know why I, mean? I asked the question. We're in this very, in, your, your industry in general had businesses that, that were grown on straight up like ad arbitrage, good at it, make good ads. Yep. We can make clothes. We make them well. They're, they're stylish and boom, here grows this business. That's very much slowed down from what you read over the last few years, the diminishing returns of that. And now we're at the part where even beyond the ads, the regular function of Instagram and algorithm and just regular organic reach for regular posts Mm. is beginning to get different. Um, A lot of people are starting to talk about different ways to advertise. Has that affected you in the general business whatsoever? Mm, No, not really. Um, Things change, which is I'm, Sometimes I really like change. Sometimes I don't like mm-hmm. like about but it's a, coming. Yeah. I know. Either way, like, it doesn't like, care. But it's like way. the same thing. Like I was I was bitching and complaining all summer about how Instagram changed their algorithm about like, you know, it basically if you post the photo, it gets buried. Yeah. They want reels. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't TikTok. But that's what they need to that, compete that's, with. That's, and what that's they why want. the algorithm. So, I, so finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give in. I'm going to I'm gonna still going to do our photos, but I'm going to start doing reels. Yeah. And I started doing them like like recently, like a month yeah. ago and they did great. Yeah. So I was like, it took me a while and there's just things that, um, you have to constantly be creative with clothing, like especially clothing in 2022, like the in-store experience is, it's very different. Like I always talked to Pete about this. I was like, man, I was like, no one buys alcohol on the internet. You know what I mean? Like you have to go to the brewery. You want the experience. You want to feel whatever is there. You mm-hmm. like them. You want to buy the shirt. You want to buy the hat. You want to buy a pint. Amazing. But like clothing, it sucks, man, because it's the internet to me is very impersonal sometimes. Mm-hmm. And 96% of our business occurs there. And it's like we had we had just built our store in Biddeford, built it out like a cabin, super cool stuff you could touch, all this we had a bar. Yeah. We'd hand out free Bissell, like we'd hand out free banded brewing, like, oh, like here you go, you know, like a way around the the liquor license, just yeah. give it out yeah. for free. Yeah. yeah. And so um, we wanted like people to have fun. Idea. And then dude, we were open for like three months. Cause it was like November. Yeah. Black Friday, 2019 and yeah. then COVID. And we were like, what the fuck? Like we yeah. just built this store. We spent all this money on the store store was shuttered till Christmas the following year, maybe, or like Christmas that year. Yeah. And people came back and people still really do come to our store. Like when we open it for a special event, but when we do a sale, like, you know, to, to drive to Biddeford, to go into the mill on a Tuesday afternoon when somebody could just sit home while they're working from yeah. home in their sweatpants and buy something. So, ask. so it sucks. And you notice it more too, when you go to like a mall or you go to, uh, even like home Depot, I was trying to buy a faucet the other night, Ugh, dude, I went to home Depot and I'm like, all right, this is the, th- I need the three hole, whatever. And I'm like, I like that one. And I looked down it's not there. It's like, Oh, you could do it online. I went to like Lowe's, Home Depot, multiple Home Depots. He's like, just go online, just go online, just go online. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, 
everything's just online now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like big stuff you want to see and touch and feel. So like in the future, when we when we build our new space, like we're not. It's not, it's going to be like 10% store, 90% experience. Yeah. So like, we're going to like allow people to come in, show them the process, allow them to pick their colors, pick their shirt. They can make their own shirt. Kind of like build a bear. If you uh, want to, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And like, you'll have that experience and you'll get to experience and it will be a bigger facility to, to do the online because as much as I hate it, because the in-person is the best, you get to experience it like your job. Yeah. I can only imagine like when I, when the stores open, meeting people and talking to people like, Oh, I remember the first time I bought this and this and like, you just, it's so much Very fun hard to, to make just, a lifelong. It's fan just so fun uh, to like talk online. to people about that yeah. stuff and they can say it to you, like you said online, but like when you meet them in person, you're like, God damn, I wish we could have this like every day, Yeah, but it's just not the way of the world. Like people are just buying everything on their phones and computers now, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's been kind of sad to see, but, um, you know, it's great in the meantime. Like right now, we're not opening the store until next weekend. And right now it's like full of boxes. <laughs> so it's like, the most what, what is your plan? Them all out. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like, so it's just, um, yeah. So that's like really the only change I've seen. Um, and it's also just learn being uh, open to change because yeah. um, I was, even being a catalyst for one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that I, and dude, you know what is crazy too? I don't know how these kids do it, man, but like, it took me like an hour and a half to film like the first reel we did. Oh, bro. And I'm like, how do these people just sit around all day and yeah. do this? And like, some of them are so good at it. I do social media for a friend in Bangor yeah. who has a restaurant. Yeah. And same thing. Pictures would got down to like fuck, 30 likes on a picture and was down to try to start doing reels and da da da. And you play with the sounds. And we put up this like top down kid making a caprese with the right sound. Yep. Then got like a trending sound. 15,000 yep. views <laughs> and like 900 Dude, likes. I fucking. And I, he's, and, but then he's like, just deliver that to me now every time we do a video. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can't deliver that. Like, it, it's so weird when we'll have way better ones and, and the algorithm just doesn't grab the sound. And you can tell within 20 minutes of posting, like the algorithm grabbed this one. It's just being shown to everybody. It's a fine. It's such a fine line of. Cause they always tell you the, more content will get you whatever, but also too, like, I don't want to fucking annoy people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we, like there's some brands that I love that send me way too many emails mm -hmm. and I make it a point to like, we send like two emails a month. We do two sales a month and it's like, there's a sale coming up. Here's discount codes. Here's everything coming out. There you go. Yeah. I, I know some companies that like I follow that like, I think last year there was one company that sent me four emails on black Friday. I'm like, yeah, I know your Black Friday sales going on. Yeah, I'm never <laughs> like, buy from you I'm again. Not, I just don't want to fucking annoy people. Yeah, you know. So it's like that fine balance of like. Well, that's what I got to to just to I like this conversation. I'll have to dive into that a little deeper. We I thought about that and we talked about that. Like, what is the value in these fifteen thousand people that are from nowhere around the Bangor area that are seeing this stuff but have nothing to do with it's a good with point. buying your food? It does. It does increase that so that everybody on your follower list sees it. Mm -hmm. I think there's something there, but I got to thinking about it a lot about like Bissell. Like, okay, this is like run do the social media for Milo, but I'm not. It's I'm not going to take this trending sound and do like a little doop doop doop. It's not what we do here. We it's, don't do doop doop. doop it's here. not where we are, but things like yeah. that. But it had me thinking a lot about where is that? Where is where is change? good and authentic and warranted and where is it not you know what i mean and i, th I think for us the answer has been found in a, like a jason bosch doing a lot of this high-end video okay video is yep. the thing we're doing it 
they vertical that as much as possible. Yep. It needs to be vertical at this yep. point, but kind of playing with some of that. But it just, I've been in a space where I've been thinking about it. About and the fact is, thing, like right? using him as an example, you have to choose quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. He can't, A, this is only one of his jobs. B, even if it was just a job like video, high quality video work, not just a throwaway TikTok-y kind of thing is so much effort. Like you're talking about with the salad thing. Um, It just takes, especially what he's doing with like this drone footage. The best you can do is kind of cut it up to make it reusable. Mm -hmm. But even then, you're still not even going to be close to sort of what the prescribed like dosage of content is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have anything really good or it's certainly where I feel more comfortable yeah. um, with having good stuff, yeah. but I also really don't know if that could be argued to be like a mistake. You yeah, know? I was talking to a couple people in beer, other people that market for other companies, mm-hmm. and I did this breakaway from I did this little whispers of some really incredible stuff that Allagash is going to do, and a couple other people of like, why are we putting all this in- energy into social media platforms that we don't own or anything in general? And you're going to see this, I think, what podcast kind of does. Like, let me give this thing that I own. I have all the control over. I think you're going to see some really incredible projects come out in terms of, like, putting out your own magazine or your documentaries or these very so. different higher-end stuff like yeah. a Bosch does. Well, it's also, kind of going above it all. It's also, too, I mean, like, I always think, like, if, like, Instagram shut off tomorrow, how many businesses would cease to exist? Mm-hmm. You know, so my thing was always, like, if that happened, could you survive? Yes, I could. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our 15,000 person mailing list of people that choose to be there and people that have purchased from us. And that's still to this day, even guys I know that run other types of businesses that do far more sales than us. I mean, like, like yeah, man, like don't ever underestimate your mailing list. He's like, yeah. those are people who want to be there, who follow you no matter what. And a lot of people don't use social media as much as people do use social media. There's a lot of people that are like, I just get your emails. You know, like, um, so it's, it's always one of those things where I'm always like, you need to do both. And I think we're lucky in the time that we started because that was a time when pictures were the thing, good photos. That's what, that's what made you guys stand out so much in the beginning was Pete, just the imagery he was putting forward with Bissell was like nothing anybody had ever seen when it came to beer, you know? So like that's grabbed people. And now it's like in a world where everybody does that you got the head start because you built that brand loyalty and that brand before this, and the product this, is phenomenal. This mix of like, Thanks. just, it's just <laughs> so the, much information at all times in your phone. You're yeah. like, well, how do I, how do I decipher between what's real and what, what isn't real? Kind yeah. of like what I explained earlier on. It's like, I was real good at that. Like I was real good at like showing people something that looked real, but really, really wasn't, yeah. you know, like, and even now, like I don't, the last thing I think about now is like, are people going to think this is X when it's Y? Mm-hmm. So we're just, we just are. And we just put stuff out and we, you know, run the business as we should, you know, oh, yeah. like, um, so it, it is weird. Like I was just talking about that with Spose yesterday. It's just, um, the worst and best time that things started happening was like our 2008 to 2012 kind of area where all this social media stuff was new. And now it's like a game, like you just said, like, it's like this weird game where it's like, Maybe this reel will do well. Maybe yeah. people will see it. And if the people see it, are we going to sell more 
salads because of it. To like me, I, it's, yeah, showing all the signs of like other things of being maybe at a peak. Yeah, of where, where things move in a very different direction from here. I still, just, um, I still just again, think just being a being human will always kind of win out at the end. Like that's why I always try to make it a point to like put my face on our story and mm-hmm. just be like, if you got any questions, if you get, you know. We're always here. Write to us. We'll write back. We'll always write back. We'll call you back. We'll do anything you need. Same thing with you guys. Like when people come into Bissell, like I, I would venture to guess like a lot of your success, I mean, through the years has been obviously the great beer, but it's like the, the people who are there. Like you, the first time I met you up at the um, family dog. Yeah, we did a we did a pop up at yeah. Sam Dog, and then we did a pop up. But like, for, I just um, and then when I, and then when I found Milo. out you were working with them, I was like, because when you when you meet you, I mean, when I met you, I was just like, this guy's fucking a joy, you know? Like oh, you're so that. like you're so like outgoing and happy and positive, and like when when you meet people at a business that are like that, that does something to people where they're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I mean, th- just think about any bad experience you've had. Well, with all the info and the access, you just can't be a faceless brand anymore. It's yeah. very hard to be in the way that, like, we grew up in an era of they're, they're just brands. They don't have personality. There was and nothing behind it. Dude, you think need of, to have think a about person. When, think about when we were kids. Well, How, Sears had a lot of personality. <laughs> exactly. No, but great <laughs> example. Like, what did you know about? Who the hell is J.C. Penny? Who is Tommy? <laughs> I don't Hilfiger? even know. No, yeah, for real. Like, no, like, how did you yeah. know anything about? Like, a brand that I love yeah. is um, Origin. Yeah, and and like. Just seeing, like, how would you know 20 years ago that, like, they bought a bunch of old textile equipment? Yeah. You'd already have to love them to know any of that shit. Yeah. yeah. So it but defeats like now, the purpose of it being marketable. Yeah. Like, now it's like, we're going to show you how we make these fucking handmade boots and made. I'm wearing some right now. Yeah. And, 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 these, and these jeans and all of this stuff that we do, like, you, how would you decipher them in a catalog that you were looking at in 2000? Like, I noticed just, they don't show a lot of videos on how Jocko Fuel's made. <laughs> <laughs> just an Dude, observation. But, uh... <laughs> I don't, uh, but I'm, it's totally true though yeah like yeah. it's just it's um it's people people are buying everything's a brand now everything is mm-hmm. i mean it's just you, there's different categories of of what you do but like i like catalyst as a brand i like bissell brothers as a brand i like what they stand for what they do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's it's 100%. such it's so different than how it used to be and and what i have just found is like if you go into it and you're unique and you're just consistent your people will find you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that is a, ultimately being yourself is the weirdest yeah. part about it. Yeah. Like otherwise, if you're not being yourself, you are s- being trying to be some agglomation or just mirror like shadow image of something else, whether you know it or not. And mm-hmm. it'll, it will never win out in the long run. In I think a, that, over a long time yeah, horizon. Um, ever. As I have not so eloquently described here. No, you've no, ex- described yeah. a great it's man. The point yeah. of the um, entire thing. This has yeah. been really, really enjoyable for me. And sometimes I don't, um, I'm always surprised by when we do these ones with people I know pretty well, yeah. um, how much I still end up learning, learning. about yep. someone's story and, and take away from it. Um, yeah. uh, the, just to, before we get into the very end, um, this sort of close up this conversation. Um, you mentioned Black Friday a few times. Um, how is everything shaping up for uh, the? the oh I guess God. the end of the year for you guys. What what's coming Must, up? I'm, try, I'm trying to like trying to be better with my blood pressure because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a little high a couple weeks ago. Um, it's it's always a really it's really great because obviously it's a 
big time of year for a lot of small businesses. But the stress that goes along with it is really is really tough. And especially the last couple of years um, with how overloaded and understaffed like UPS and USPS is. Mm. Um, we've already got all of these kind of don't even get me started. Noti- yeah. Notifications from like, it's hey, guys, thing. listen, like we suck. We know it. <laughs> all of our suppliers like we order from like six different warehouses around the country. The one that I love to use is in New Jersey. Um, they literally keep shutting down every other week to catch up because they're so understaffed and uh, there's Georgia and there's Chicago and all these places. And it's just, so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, all right, like we have every, we have all of our ducks in a row. We have everything set. We know what direction we want to go in. We have our store days picked. Um, But there's always that, that thing where people get so crazy around the holidays where people are like, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, um, so it's, it's, it's a lot. It's always a lot, but it's nice because then, the first week in January, first two weeks in January, like from Christmas to like that time, we kind of take off and just do our own thing. And yeah. we went to Moosehead last year for a couple of weeks, couple of days. And then, you know, just hung out at the house and just to center, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, I spend probably 85%, probably like you, I've spent 85% of my time at my office. Yeah. So I pretty much only sleep at my house, you know? So it's like, um, to not, do that for a couple of weeks. So Hell yeah. good. But, but black Friday is going to be great. I think it's, we had so many positives that happened this year. I think that, um, going into this one, it's going to be our busiest and, um, just getting prepared to not sleep and be very stressed for a couple of weeks. You it'll know, be, it'll be a great first week of January, but I still get that. I still get that rush when we do our releases. Um, as soon as midnight hits, I am, I got two screens and one's got the, the live view of the site, you know, the Google analytics or yeah. whatever. And I just see that number and I'm just like, this is, it. I'm still so appreciative of that. Cause like mm. it took me eight months to sell our first shirt 14 years ago. Hell and now yeah. I'm like, Oh, there's 390 people online right now from like 12 different States. And they're all like rapidly buying our black Friday. You know what I mean? Like just it's stuff like amazing. that is just so the fact that people stay up to midnight still to get our stuff is insane to me for, yeah. um, for anybody that's listening that that's interested in the stuff, plug the, Plug the site to that. Yeah, everything is uh, well, cfcware.com, um, Facebook and Instagram at cfcware. Pretty much pretty easy to find. Hell yeah. So, yeah. hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, I did. I just have been thinking a lot about it today, but it really is sort of cool the parallels of yeah. the timelines, you know, if, if yeah. nothing else. And, um, yeah, it's been a really fun conversation. Yeah, and I, I want to say too, like, how proud I am of you guys because I remember, um, tasting some of your homebrew off Pete's stove at the 81. Um, you can forget about it. It's fine. No, no. I mean, you wore my shitty clothing too. In the beginning, so, um, but no, it's so funny because a lot of people that I, you know, especially my cousin, who's a big beer head who stops at your brewery every year on the way up to Maine from New Jersey. I remember the first time I told him that story or that I knew you guys. He's like, fuck you. I'm like, no, no. I, I, and so just to know that people hold you is guys. Is his name Bobby high. Kelly, dude? Is that <laughs> no, his name's Jake. Um, but no, it's just, uh, I'm, it's funny. Like you don't get to like say that sometimes a lot to people. Like I'm not going to, it's going to text you and be like, Hey bud, like, Really, I know we haven't spoken in like a year or two, but like really proud of you, you know? Like, oh, well, same, you yeah. know, and same. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope you you know that. But it it's kind of once you get past the point, like you say, of of pro- the proving it thing. Yeah, it almost yep. becomes more. I guess there's a comfort I feel with like 
which maybe is bad, but like at least in our relationship with like, how could I not be proud of you? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Which yeah. is not because the energy about now. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't around for football, Kyle, really at all. Um, as you describe football <laughs> you the, guy or whatever. Yeah, you, describe you got the, you got, you, well, you got the tail end. You got the tail end. And I, yeah. I do want to publicly say, too, that whatever we need to do to get cotton dreams made. <laughs> Beach, we're waiting. Dude. I. This, before we, I just have to we'd say have to this. do it like Clerks Three. Basically, at this point, we'd have reshoot to reshoot the whole it. thing. <laughs> <laughs> when I first came back to Maine, it was before Noah's senior year of college. Noah wrote a screenplay, yeah, about what was happening in my life, and we shot it for three. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of other life experiences <laughs> yeah, at the dude, time, so he's got dude, some we shot it for three months through a summer and put it in the hands of a, a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. And to this date, I think he's finish six minutes of it yeah. i mean in, in his defense horrible script horrible horrible script uh not a lot of like diligence on the shooting time and <laughs> he was not getting paid to dime yeah. oh, <laughs> so i really can't fault yeah. him in the I know. slightest i know but, but I, I just had to bring up cotton dreams before i'm we... glad you did i i every now and then i'll, I'll find that he put a trailer about together which is just as disjointed as the movie itself <laughs> would have been but uh it's yeah. pretty funny if nothing else to see us all at that age that's and, amazing yeah. um yeah but, is it on uh, YouTube somewhere? Uh, no, it's even deeper. I'll Ooh, have to literally Vimeo. ask him, and he'll. It's on some like Vimeo. encrypted Vimeo site. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot I need it to see it. Yeah, it's, I need to uh, see it's it. pretty good. Yeah, Pete, Pete's pretty good in it too. Yeah. Oh, well. this is, sniffs in it. This yep, may yep. have to go on the Instagram yep, this week. Yep. Um, Jamie uh, Arnold rides a longboard. Doses <laughs> of pizza. With all that mushrooms. being said, all that being said, no one can ever see it. Right, mm-hmm. we can watch it. We can watch it, but no one can, but ever no one see can watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can give, watch trying, you. Can't see. Trying to give it to the gang. I. It's even too long to post. Yeah, I would. I'm not. Uh, you know. Chuppity what have chop. I got to lose now, yeah. dude? I guess it'll just sell me out. You're never going to be a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it'll cement those those cotton dreams. Those being cotton over. dreams are behind us. us. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we end with the the three base sync. Mac can run you through it yeah. if you're not are you, familiar. You, have you you listened? any of the pods are you familiar oh, yeah. with the three bay oh yeah you know what the three bay is i don't know what the three bay is but it's at the very end you can be a listener and not know it's like a um it's like a free association thing we're going to give you three things in a category okay we're going to give you three other things um that you're going to pick from and you're going to put the two together like free association style okay. put the three together and give us the reason why yeah okay. very um, light very easy so um very handsome man, very handsome mustache right now. Um, so I'm going to give you three famous mustaches of history. Yeah. Um, and you are going to, they're all men, um, because it kind of has to be. Well, we don't That's have to just gender, hormones. Right? But, um, you know, uh, science. But it's science, but uh, it's not hard science. Um, <laughs> Soft science. <laughs> um, Soft science. Um, but, uh, so these happen to all be people that are men. Yeah. Um, so, and you're going to have to pick any, you can pick out any clothing item you've ever made. If you're going to gift these men, uh, uh, whether it be from socks to tank tops, jackets, shirts, hoodies, any Anything. catalyst or even elixir item. Okay. Um, so let's go. <laughs> let's start off with probably the, one of the most famous mustaches of all time is Tom Selleck. Yeah. Oh He's the God. mustache guy. He is the mustache um, man. We, I know you're a huge wrestling fan. We got to go Hulk Hogan. Mm, um, what a You stash. know, the dye blonde handlebars. Yeah. And then Might let's go with sort of a freaky deaky mustache. 
um, that sort of plays into the softness of all this. Yep. And then that's Salvador Dali. That, that, wow. <laughs> um, I went to his freaky deaky museum in, in, uh, in St. Petersburg this spring and it's, it was whatever, but he is a mustache. I've been to St. Petersburg like four times in the last four years and never knew that existed. So. It's one of the main <laughs> tourist things there. It's the building's really cool. I don't know. It was, it was, it was whatever. Salvador, huh? Yeah, wow. Salvi. Um, <sighs> okay. Um, all right. So Hulk Hogan's easy. I would go with uh, last summer we did a line called Thick, Thick Manor or some, something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw and, that. Um, I, I would give him a thick Mainer TikTok uh, tank top uh, for sure. That he'd rip, obviously. Yeah, hundred percent. Quality. That, that, that was a little bit cut at the top, so you can get that nice rip. Oh, nice! Um, you could even customize him one with just a tiniest snip in the collar. <laughs> uh, Tom Selleck, uh, for some reason, have you seen that picture where he's wearing those really short shorts and it says, <laughs> "This is the yeah that thing." <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I see him in a the just a kid from Maine flannel, completely unbuttoned, chest hair, yep. completely out, and he's like at a campfire with like the shortest shorts. <laughs> Paint a picture, baby. Yeah. Paint a picture. Yeah, and yep. that's yeah, Salvi. <laughs> um, he might like some of the deep V neck elixir stuff. From <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? We're gonna go with a shirt that we had. Uh, I heard something about like, gold foil. Yep, gold foil. Um, it's not the gold. You know what? We'll stay with the gold foil. Yes! But we'll add in. We'll we'll if in a different, you know, build a bear and something. You're the special. designer, yeah. man. You're the designer. Put it all together. Yeah, I mean, you could use that term loosely uh, for those. Uh, yeah, definitely the foil one. It would the deepest V possible. Down We're the- like his dick might actually come out. <laughs> It's like the reverse Borat thing. <laughs> and I can't, and I'm not making fun of deep V's. I'm, nope. I'm making fun of myself because I wore them and they were. It was a time of, with a V-neck rose, maybe not supreme, but loud. It, yeah. it, was, it was a roaring yeah. loud at the yeah. time. I w- had many of them. I think um, you even called me. I mean, you were, you were way ahead of your time, but you were like, Capo. What are you wearing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like almost even, de- like below even worse the- if you designed it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, what have like, you created? I mean, yeah, what have you wearing. done? Like, <laughs> what have you done? No, man? no. What have you done? You're brewing beer on a stovetop, <laughs> and it tastes like shit. Um, I, oh, I don't man. even remember that. I'm glad that I was. My honesty is stayed yeah, true. Look, you know, yeah. a nudge in the right shooter. direction. Yeah, wow. he's a straight shooter. Yeah. Well, those were amazing answers, man. And I, <laughs> I will be thinking about Salvador Dali all the way home now. Um, but it was absolutely great catching Incredible. up. Incredible. Um, yep. Really, really amazing story, and just to see uh, a living example of the long road. You know, but yeah. that I think from everything you've said, it doesn't sound like you'd really change any of it for. Because there's no other way to get to where you are mm. now, you know, and it's a really hard lesson to learn. And it sounds kind of like bullshit. But man, the more you look, the more you will see that is that's facts pretty yeah. much for everyone. It's uh, it's a long winding road that you need to stay on if you if you whatever yeah. enough analogies. Um, but yeah, inspiring to hear you hear you talk about it, man. And really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Appreciate check out CF, uh, CFCware.com. See some of this man's reels, you know, <laughs> boost those analytics. Um, but keep it up, brother. Great Big talking time. to you, man. Thanks, man. From yeah. uh, you guys. one fellow long roader to another. Yeah. I'm in the mood to be slow.